0: Welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. How can you talk about the way you feel in a way that's most likely to connect you with another person? And maybe even more basically than that, how do you simply feel the way you feel when you know something is brewing, but you're not exactly sure what? What? That is what we are going to cover in today's episode, and it's a topic that's been coming up a lot for me uh, with friends and people I meet and also in my work with my clients and also just within me. I've had a lot going on, and it's been important to really learn how to tap into the deep feelings that are happening at any given moment and give them a path for being expressed We'll, we'll talk about all of that and why it's so important in just a minute. Before we do, I just want to remind you that there's a communication guide that I've created for you with my top three relationship communication secrets. These are my top three tips that, if you put into practice, will keep you connected no matter how challenging the conversation that you're trying to have with your partner, or with anyone really. In order to download the free guide, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. I also just wanted to thank you for being a supporter of Relationship Alive by simply listening and helping to get the word out. You are making a huge difference in our mission, which is to help elevate what is possible for everyone when it comes to having a successful relationship um, and I also want to give a special shout out to those of you who are contributing to Relationship Alive. If you are finding the show to be helpful for you or someone you love, please consider a donation to help support our mission. Every little bit counts. You can visit neilsatin.com slash support, or you can text the word support to the number 33444 to choose something that feels right for you. And this week, I'd like to thank Sarah, Eugene, Michelle, Mira, Joseph, Ruthana, Marie, Timothy, Karina, and David. Thank you all so much for your generous contributions. And finally, if you haven't joined us already, the uh, Relationship Alive community on Facebook is a thriving, safe space for you to come and connect with other people who listen to the podcast and also to share and have a safe space to talk about what's going on with you and to get some support so again that's the relationship alive community on facebook i think that's it let us dive right in what do you think of now when you when i ask you to ponder your emotions or your feelings what what kinds of things come up for you is it words like happy or sad or frustrated or angry? Are there actually um, experiences that flash through your mind, images or words you've heard people say? Or do you start to notice the physical state of your body changing just in thinking about feelings or emotions? It can get pretty complicated, especially when you're having complicated things going on in your life to try and figure out exactly how you feel. And on top of that, when we try to communicate about how we feel, it often creates confusion for the people around us. So while we might be thinking that we're giving uh, the people in our lives a lot more clarity about who we are and what's going on for us... When we start naming feelings like, oh, I'm really uh, terrified right in this moment, or I'm feeling so joyful, or um, I'm really frustrated right now. We might unwittingly be stirring up things in that other person, the ways that they resonate with those particular feelings that you're naming. And not just that, but the ways that they resonate with what they think those feelings are all about. So when I tell someone that I'm frustrated, what that means to me and what that means to the other person might be totally different. And if it's really different, or if that person has particular experiences that lead them to get really triggered when someone in front of them is frustrated, then you might miss the opportunity to actually connect with them. And instead, you might miss each other completely um, as you both kind of vanish into the realm of emotion that's within you, as opposed to the realm of emotion where you're actually able to talk about it and create a common language. So part of what's so important in learning how to share what's happening with you emotionally is learning how to speak in ways that are less charged about things that are supercharged, like your emotions and your feelings. And... This gets at your implicit memory structures in your body. The the ways that your body actually stores memories of emotional experiences, things that aren't uh episodic memory, so that's what's known as um part of your explicit memory, like the things that you can easily call to attention, your lists that you remember or stories that happen to you. These are the the deep inner feeling states that precede thought and story that are just kind of stored in the cells of your body in a way that's actually super easy for your body to uh to recall. Um, but it's not necessarily recalling it in a cerebral way. It's recalling it with the actual nerve systems that enervate or go throughout your entire body, particularly around your gut, around your heart, um, all through you, um, your spine, and, and yes, of course, up into your brain. But all of those nerves are Um, primarily devoted to uh, giving information to your brain as opposed to receiving information from your brain. So there's a lot that's happening in these other parts of your body, and it communicates to your brain what you are feeling at any given moment. So it can be sometimes easy to think, and and actually someone who's uh, really into cognitive behavioral therapy will probably say, no, your thoughts create your feelings, and, and you change your thoughts, you change your feelings, and there is some truth to that. I mean, right? Like, CBT works. However, it doesn't always work, and uh, for those times that it doesn't work, it could be because those feeling states are per- preceding your thought states, that they're actual nonverbal physical memories that are happening within your body. A lot of this is stuff that I dove into in my conversation with Peter Levine uh, a few months back. Um, you can check out episode 198, which is about healing early attachment trauma. Um, but in that episode, which is a super important episode, uh, we also talk about the different kinds of memory and how memory works in in our body, and a lot of that is based on Peter's book, uh, Trauma and Memory. Uh, go figure. So uh, definitely check out 198. But this is today. We're going to talk about some practical applications of this that are helpful for you if you're in a relationship, helpful for you if you're trying to communicate about what's going on with you to someone that you're not necessarily an intimate partner with. Um, It can also be helpful if you're out on a date with someone and you're trying to get a sense of how they respond to you being in a state of feeling as opposed to thinking. So it's very useful to be able to have these kinds of conversations um, because you find out a lot of information about. Other people. And along the way, because we're going to be diving into how you get in touch with how you are actually feeling, uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about how to communicate with yourself. And part of why our emotions can sometimes be so problematic is that they can get stuck. We can suppress them, repress them. Uh, maybe they're not okay to be experienced for some reason. Maybe you're scared by the intensity of some of your emotions. But the thing is that if you don't let yourself feel your core feelings, then your body will start to generate other kinds of experiences to shield you from those feelings. Things that actually aren't all that great, like depression or anxiety. Uh, or you'll create problem behaviors like addictions that shield you from these core feeling states. And that makes a lot of sense because often when we're young, those feelings are so big that we can get overwhelmed by them. And if you get overwhelmed by a feeling state when you're a little kid and you don't have someone there to help you navigate a big feeling, to help you navigate it in a way that gets you through to the other side, then it's probably going to be challenging for you as an adult. And that will be an obstacle for you. Uh, Because it's potentially robbing you from the deepest kinds of joyful connection that you can experience with another person. Or it could be robbing you of the mechanisms that you have for sensing whether a situation is good for you or not. And those powers of discernment are really important when it comes to making life decisions like who you're going to be with. So that's several reasons why it is so important to get in touch with your feeling states and to be able to go through them and um, and get to the other side and also to communicate about them. Um, I do also want to mention that we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about AEDP as a way of dealing with your getting in touch with your emotions and healing them um, either with a therapist or Um, there are ways that you can do that also on your own. We spoke um, back in episode 196 with Hilary Jacobs-Hendel, and we were talking about her book, It's Not Always Depression, and she talks about the the change triangle, which is uh, all about how to get to your core emotional states. So that's another good episode to listen to. All kinds of good episodes. But again, we're going to stick with the subject here and get really practical about it in a way that I think you'll find to be really helpful. Um, So let's talk first about giving yourself some space to feel what is going on with you. And that space that you give yourself, it doesn't have to be Vast, You know, you don't have to necessarily find an empty room where you can be alone, Um, though it is helpful often uh, because we're so impacted by the environment. It can be helpful to literally take some space for yourself and be alone in order to get in touch with what's going on with you. But if you can't be alone, then another way you can take some space is just wherever you are to close your eyes and if you're not in a place where you can close your eyes, like let's say you're driving down the road, then you don't have to close your eyes. You can simply remind yourself internally, inwardly, that you are here for you, that you are showing up for you. And as corny as that sounds, there are parts of us that listen and respond that are that are summoned when we say to ourselves, hey, I'm paying attention. What needs to be heard right now what needs to be known so i invite you to and wherever you land there whether you're in a private space or in a public space summon those parts of you that you know are feeling right now and just say hey i'm i'm here to listen i'm here to listen and then what i want you to notice is what happens in your body So we're not going to look for the names of feelings just yet. We may not ever, but for now, I'm more interested in how, what do you notice about how you're actually feeling in your body? Where do you notice tension? Where do you notice relaxation? Where do you notice heat? Where do you notice coolness? Where do you notice a sense of energy or being energized, a buzzing or a whirring? And where do you notice a a numbness or a deadness, like a zone where there's nothing happening? Are there parts of your body that feel really big? Are there parts that feel really small? This is an opportunity to check into all the places in your body and just examine, well, how am I feeling here in this moment? And I'm going to just check in with myself here just to give you an example. So I'm taking a deep breath. I can feel my heart pounding. I can feel this sense of fullness in my face like, if I were to lean into it, I might actually cry. I feel that. I wasn't really feeling below my diaphragm, but once I tuned into that, I could feel... I can feel where I'm sitting at the the edge of the bed where I'm actually recording this episode. And... uh And I feel in my whole upper body, I feel a slight, it's like almost a tiny bit of rocking forward and backwards. Just the tiniest amount, like like a wave that's going through my body. So notice what you feel. And then notice if any of those particular sensations call to you. Honestly, for me in this moment, that sense of fullness calls to me—the the fullness in me that, if I were going to give it a name, I would call it—I would call it sadness. And then here, the choice is up to you: what you're going to do. My preference, once you notice something, especially once you've summoned. Your feelings, the feelings that need to be felt to the surface, is to feel them. So for me, I might really allow myself to feel that sense behind my eyes. I can hear the, the way that my voice is changing as I'm talking to you, as I'm really getting in touch with my sadness because yeah this is clearly sadness for me but again the name actually isn't important what's more important is to feel the feeling and if i allow myself and really breathe into it you know i feel like i could i could actually cry right now and i'm not going to do that in this moment because you know that might take a while <laughs> But I wanted to let you know that that's what you do and that's how you do it. And if I weren't sitting here um, conscious of the amount of time that we're here together, I probably would just go into that feeling. And in fact, when I'm done recording, I probably will take a few minutes to go into it. Because what I find is that almost always on the other side of Particularly the heavy feelings, the feelings that feel stuck or full, a welling up in our bodies, a tension in our bodies. When we find a way to actually go into that feeling and express what needs to be expressed in a safe way. You know, if you're feeling a lot of tension and you've got to like do something, then I know it sounds cliche, but you can you can hit a pillow, you can hit your bed, you can do something to release that energy that's all pent up inside you. You can go for a run, right? Connecting it to how you're actually feeling. And then noticing as you give a space for those feelings to be and to actually express themselves, noticing how they shift, noticing what changes in you. And if you're looking for insight, you might ask yourself questions like, like uh you know if you're feeling a lot of tension in your heart you might say well if my heart could speak right now what would it say if my tears had a voice what would their song be things like that if this joy that i'm feeling could bubble up into something amazing what would it like what picture would it paint all these things are possible we don't typically hide from the the big positive experiences but that is a possibility sometimes even the positive experiences can be overwhelming so this is really important for you so that you can get a sense of how you are feeling in any given moment because literally those sensations in your body they're Almost always available to you if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to listen and pay attention. And by paying attention and listening and allowing, you actually free yourself up. This is one of the things that happens in, in Peter Levine's work, Somatic Experiencing, where you're actually working on this really subtle level to free up old, stuck energy sometimes it's big and if it's really big then definitely I invite you to get some support from a coach, from a therapist from someone you trust who's got your back and who isn't going to try and fix anything who's willing to just let you be and feel it can be important to get support around something like that a somatic experiencing practitioner for example okay so hopefully you're in touch with how you're feeling and after we take a quick moment to talk about this week's sponsors, I want to tell you exactly how to communicate about your feelings to another person in a way that stands the best chance of helping them resonate with you and connect with you and not necessarily try to fix anything and, and to be able to relate to you no matter how big the feelings are that you're feeling. So um, first, let's just talk about this week's Sponsors. And I want to have a little fun with the first sponsor. Um, I don't know about you, but to me, it's important to smell good or at least to not smell bad. And I definitely don't want to overpower other people Around me with fragrance, and I don't want to subject myself to harsh chemicals. And that's where today's sponsor, Native Deodorant, comes in with fewer ingredients that are easy to pronounce and found in nature and completely free of aluminum. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA and there's no risk to try and native deodorant comes in a wide variety of subtle enticing scents for men and women along with an unscented and a baking soda free variety if you have sensitivities to those kinds of things they've had more than 9000 positive reviews and if you've heard it, heard me talk about native before on the show then you know that I put them to the test using their unscented variety without having had a shower And I found that it not only worked right away to neutralize any odors, it was also working at the end of the day. And they have a special offer for you for 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE. And that way, when you are hanging out with someone and getting ready to talk about your feelings, you don't have to talk to them about how embarrassed you feel because you smell a little funky. Just try out native deodorant. Okay. Our second sponsor for today also has a special offer for you to help you get the kind of support that you need as you create the web of support for yourself that we so often talk about here on the show. Um, especially if you're learning to get in touch with your feelings and learn how to communicate them. One way that allows you to connect with a professional counselor in an online environment that's safe and private is today's sponsor, BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. Along with scheduling video or phone sessions, you can also chat and text with your therapist. They're affordable and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So whether it's anxiety, depression, your emotions, your relationship, stress, grief, dealing with trauma, or simply figuring out how to communicate what you need to communicate, whatever it is, definitely consider BetterHelp as a way to help you transform the places where you are stuck. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option because as a Relationship Alive listener, you get 10% off your first month with discount code ALIVE. So why not get started today? Just go to BetterHelp.com slash ALIVE. Fill out the questionnaire that they have to help them assess your needs and to get matched with a counselor you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash alive. And thank you so much, BetterHelp and Native Deodorant for your support of Relationship Alive. So now let's dive into how to communicate about your emotions and feelings in a way that are most likely to help you connect with another person and also will give you important information about how that other person deals with the language of emotion so i've already given you some hints about this um one because i told you sort of what not to do like not to name your feelings Uh, I mean, there are times where you might just say in a, if you're in a positive place, you might just say, oh, like I'm just so happy right now, or I'm just so grateful. Okay, go ahead and do that. That's probably going to be fine. But when you start to get into places where you're feeling a little odd and you're not even really sure what it is, it could be nervousness, it could be fear, could be excitement, it could be sadness, it could be longing. It could be something bittersweet. It could be connected to something that you experienced when you were a little kid, whatever it is it 's going to be way easier to communicate if you take a stab at it in the way that i 'm about to talk to you about now. So the clue is that just like I was getting you to tune in to how you were literally feeling in your body the sensations that you were experiencing turns out that that is a great way to communicate about your feeling state to another person. And generally, if you do it this way, it will not have the effect of totally triggering them. And instead, it more often than not sets up a resonance between you and the other person where they're either relating to times that they've felt how you're describing, or it may uh engender that feeling in them right then and there in that moment or it may bring them into their bodies so they may not be feeling what you're feeling but it will help them get in touch with what they are feeling in that moment. It's the language of sensation. So any of these things um, that we've mentioned so far are fair game for what, how you might talk about it with another person. So for instance, if I'm sitting with you at, you know, for coffee or something and we're having a conversation and you say something that really startles me. I might say something like, whoa, when you said that, what I noticed was that for a moment I totally lost my breath and my heart started pounding a bit. And I could feel myself leaning forward, wondering what was going to come out of your mouth next. So I've just given you the taste of a feeling state with sensations that are actually happening, that were happening in my body when I imagined being sort of taken off guard by something that a friend had said. I was just imagining that in, that, in this moment, and those are the feelings that came up for me. And I'm curious, as I was describing them, what did you notice about what was coming up for you? And, you know, we can try this again. Let's say you're, um, again, you're sitting there, you're having coffee with someone that you're really close to, and they tell you something about themselves that really warms your heart. And so you might say something like this, oh, wow, when you said that, what I noticed I think you're getting a sense of how I often lead into these kinds of statements. What I notice is that I get this warm fullness in my heart and I can feel my heart beating, but it doesn't just feel like my heart beating. It feels like my whole chest is beating and there's a warmth also that rises up into my face and I can feel it's almost like I feel the color happening in my face And I just want to smile, but it's like a full body smile. So I just described to you again a way that I was feeling. What did you notice about how that felt in you? Just to hear me describe that. Pretty cool, huh? You were maybe feeling those feelings, you're maybe imagining yourself into those very feelings I was describing, or it might have put you in touch with how you weren't feeling that way and how instead you were feeling something totally different. And that would be fair game. Like, imagine if I said that to a friend and they said, wow, well, when I hear that, I just, it's like the whole um, bottom part of me just vanishes, and and I, f- I feel like I'm completely in my head, almost like I'm floating above the table here. I wonder what that's about. Like that's one possibility, right? Or they, maybe they get really angry because you misinterpreted what they were saying or who knows, right? They're, like it's, this is where things get really rich and amazing. And what's interesting is when you offer something like that to someone to see how they respond back to you, Maybe they'll ask you a question like, oh, what does that, what does that mean to you that you're feeling that way? Or maybe they'll say, oh yeah, I totally, I feel that too. Or maybe they'll put something on you. They'll say, sounds like you're really happy or sounds like you're really worried or right. They, they might start projecting on you, trying to diagnose you. Or maybe they'll say, wow, when you said that, this is what I felt in me. And if they don't say something like that, you might ask them, you might say, I'm just curious, like when I told you what I was feeling, what did you notice about how you were feeling? Was it similar? Was it different? What did you notice? And this will tell you a lot about how in tune someone is with what's happening in their inner world. Can they get right there to that language, the dynamic of how they're feeling in their body? And then how that leads them to a place of inner experience, of connection with you. And maybe you do get to the place where you label it like, yeah, I feel I do feel really happy right now. Or I think this is joy. Or no, this is just appreciation. I'm so appreciating your experience right now. It's like I'm experiencing joy through you all kinds of things are possible or wow, like sounds like maybe you're really sad. Is that true? And if it is, then you might offer like, can, is there a way that I can hold space for you? Can I literally hold you? Can you tell me what's going on? Can you tell me more about what that feels like? And by the way, if you need to cry, that's totally okay with me. As you can see, starting here gets you into the potential of real communication with a person about what's real. And not getting all trapped in the stories about the words, but instead getting into the reality of what is happening in your experience. So I invite you to test this out for yourself, to get in touch with how you are feeling, to give yourself yourself space and time to feel like we were talking about in the first half. And I also would love to hear about your experimentation around communicating your feelings to other people. How do they respond? What do you learn about them? What do you learn about yourself? What do you learn about how your feelings change and shift the more that you give them a voice, the more that you pay attention to them? What are you learning? And how does it help you actually be more you, to be more real, and to be more connected with the people around you? So I think that's it for me today. I'm going to take advantage of this moment or two to get in touch with my sadness but i'm gonna do that offline so you don't have to listen to me but it's still there i can feel it i can feel it just brimming below the surface even while i was exploring all these other feeling states So I'm going to go do that, and uh, I look forward to being with you next week. We're actually going to be here with Steve Cartman, Stephen Cartman, the creator of the Drama Triangle. So if you have ever heard people talk about the Drama Triangle, this is the dude who invented the Drama Triangle. And we're going to talk about not only what the drama triangle is and how we get caught in it, but we're going to talk about how to get out of the drama triangle uh, through many different ways, but primarily the method that he calls the compassion triangle. So that is next week. And I've also given you another couple episodes that might interest you over the course of this conversation. Um, And if something comes up for you and you want to share it with me, I can't always respond, but I do read every email that comes my way. Uh, You can reach out to neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. And as always, it's been such a treat to be here with you this week. Thanks for spending your time with me. See you next week.